Your brain does not like not knowing what's next. And when it doesn't like it, it has one of two options. It either seeks it out through social chat and gossip. Hey, what happened? Here's what's going on. And if there's no one around, what's the other thing your brain does? It invents it through assumption. That is what we call the gap. And what I call the narrative gap in leadership. There is a monstrous gap between you and your people. There's a monstrous gap in today's society. And so if I were to name this event, this is about bridging the gap. Bridging the gap between who I am, what you do, and what I believe. It's time to get inside your own head. Begin with the psychology behind your behaviors and fuse it with an acute understanding of self-awareness, emotion, storytelling, body language, and more. Then look at it all through the lens of the latest neuroscience research, broken down to its most digestible form. And you've arrived. Enhanced messaging, deeper connection, heightened influence, and a greater impact on the world. Welcome to the neuroside of influence and leadership with Rene Rodriguez. 30 years ago, most people died very close to where they worked. The promise of employment was, come work for me and I'll hire you forever, for the rest of your life. That world has changed. And today, we're gonna to be talking about how and why not only the world has changed, what it means to us, and what we can do about it. And so we've got some fun things planned for you in terms of what we can do. We're gonna to try to take the Amplify experience and bring it to life in a big room. But my goal, as it is with every single Amplify event, is that you leave here today with something that you can take home, that you can implement immediately when you walk out that door. Because I believe, and I think all of you would agree, when you come to an event like this, how many of you come to an event like this and you make decisions, you write down notes and things that you're gonna do, and you're so excited. How many of you have done that before? And how many of you, as soon as you go back home and the phone rings, you forgot about every single promise you've made? How many? See, that frustrates me. I've been doing this for close to 27 years. And I remember the first time I heard Zig Ziglar, the first time I heard Tony Robbins, Tom Hopkins, I could go through the whole list and how many times I took notes. And then when I would leave, I was like, what happened to that energy? What happened to that promise? And that's what got me thinking about, what is it about this brain of ours? What is it about that thing that makes a promise? That one current self that says, I'm gonna do this, and I make this great vision of everything that I'm gonna do. And then time goes on, and I meet this future self that sort of forgot what that past self said. I'm gonna go work out when I get to the gym. I'm gonna go work out when I get to the hotel. And then I get to the hotel and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm a little, a little tired. I'm not gonna eat that and when that thing's presented in front of you, all of a sudden you feel like eating it. What is it between that? So we're gonna talk about that today. But before we do that, I've got a challenge. I've got the same challenge that every single person in this room has is how do I capture your attention? We have moved, and I want to say this 
because I believe this. We have moved away from the information age, and we are now in the age of attention. Information is everywhere. You can Google anything you want. It's available to you. Within hours, you can get anything you want. Amazon, Amazon Prime, you can Postmates, anything you want, it's here. But what are you gonna do if you can't capture someone's attention? Companies are spending billions of dollars for a swipe, a like, a share, just even an ounce of your attention, billions. And so it doesn't matter the skill set we have anymore. It doesn't matter how good your content is. We're going to go to today a case study where I've spent $10,000, maybe $15,000 on a video that 48 people watched because I couldn't capture attention in this new world. And I have spent probably the last five years resenting that, frustrating, and telling people, and I write things like, we're in a sugar, we're in a simple sugar, simple society. People aren't sophisticated enough. God, that sounds arrogant. No, I just sounded like my parents. I remember the music of the 90s, that's the only good music there was. Today's music doesn't even understand. Oh, see, okay, here we go, okay, good. I agree. The reality was, is that music and art, technology, evolves. I just wasn't evolving. So, some of the things you may have noticed here today. There wasn't any swag. I mean, notice that. That was a hard decision to make. That was a really hard decision to make. How many of you gotten all the swag and said, this is cool, and then left it right on the table? Or as soon as you walk out, put it right in the garbage. We had to think about that and said, what adds value and what doesn't? How could we turn that same idea into an experience, maybe into augmented reality? How many did the augmented reality outside, up front? Three of you? How many did not do the augmented reality? Do you guys know that there's eight signs out there that come to life? So over lunch, <laughs> download the app, point it at the signs, and the signs that are like this will come to life and talk to you. There's a story there. That's what augmented reality is. You will change reality by changing the lens by which you look at it. That's the reason we did it. Amplify is all about changing the lens of life. People say, why augmented reality? Say, what, what are we doing? We look at life through a lens, and we're going to talk about this. And I change the lens, and all of a sudden, I change the experience. So, before we get started, as I do with every single keynote, every single event, we start off with this one concept of as much as I want you to pay attention to everything that I say and all the content, I want you to pay attention to your experience today. Content is easy, but there's nothing better than being a student of your own experience. Some of the things that I'm going to say to you today are going to be fun and exciting and you might be attracted to and you might want to learn more about. Some of the things that I say to you might be confusing or maybe might be out of your comfort zone. God, I hate that word. Comfort zone, but yet probably hate it because I hate leaving it. But be fascinated by it. We talk about that all the time. Turn your frustration, turn your stress, turn your fear into fascination. Say, holy shit, I'm scared of doing that. Isn't that fascinating? Why am I scared of that? 
I'm scared of being on stage. Isn't that fascinating? I'm scared of holding video. Isn't that fascinating? I hate holding a camera to myself. It's outside of my zone. I can be here all day long, put a camera on me. Hi, my name is, I'm good. I hold the camera up and I'm like, <clears throat> uh, well, <clears throat> hey. <laughs> uh, what am I supposed to say? Like, Just talk, right? I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I hate it. And I watched a lot of you guys go, hey, everybody, this is me. And they just start talking. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? It's out of my zone. And so when we think about that concept, pay attention and be fascinated with it. But first, we're going to start right here, right now. Pay attention to how you feel now. Pay attention to your body language. Pay attention to how you're standing. Look around. How are other people standing? And those of you who know me, we're going to point out how many fig leafers we have in the room. <laughs> if you don't know the fig leaf, point it out. What are the fig leaves? What did Adam and Eve use fig leaves for? Like you remember, like, oh, hold on a second. Fig leaf is not your brand. We don't want to be trying to hide ourselves. We want to be big and strong. So pay attention to how you're feeling. Pay attention to how close your feet are together. If you want to know and understand how your customers are feeling, look at how their body is standing, because the body is a reflection of the mind. The body can't hide it. It tries, but it doesn't. First thing I look at is where are their feet? If somebody's standing and they come to a meeting and they say, hey, Renee, hey, nice to meet you. I know this person's very comfortable. If they're very comfortable, very open, their hands are out, I know that they're very comfortable. But if you see somebody here, you immediately know they don't feel safe. And when they don't feel safe, the brain is not open to new information. And here's the secret. All of you are in the business of delivering new and innovative ideas. Innovative ideas has to do with change, and change almost always has to do with change in behavior. And if you don't understand the behavior change process, you don't fully understand your own business. Because if you're not trying to change behavior, what value are you doing? Hey, I'm in the business of keeping you exactly the same. How many of you here came to be the same? I didn't think so. So we're here to grow and to learn. We're here to move forward, but you are not. We are in the business of moving people forward to changing them. And if we can understand that, we can understand how to do our business better. So now I'm going to have you do something for just a minute. And I want you to compare the feeling you have right now and the feeling you have right afterwards. Introduce yourself to three people. Say hello, smile, hug, kiss. I don't care, whatever you want. <laughs> and be back. When I say go. So, first question What do you notice? And I ask a lot of questions, so just blurt it out. What do you notice? Energy, more, we're what? Happy. More comfortable. Connected. Smiles. What else? Gratitude. Relaxed. Who is over here? Relaxed. How did you feel before? What was the Tense. Words? Give me words. Uptight? Uneasy. Unsure. Uncomfortable. Can you think about that for a minute? And here's what's fascinating about this event, is that this is an event you paid to come to. This isn't, this isn't, you're not being sold something. This isn't something you were forced to come to, and we still felt tense and uptight and uncomfortable. Imagine a business meeting. Imagine a sales call. 
Imagine a meeting where someone's delivering bad news. Imagine people in your audience where you have to do something difficult. This is probably the best environment to deliver into, and we still had the normal human emotion. And so, how long did it take for us to shift from uncomfortable, tense, uptight, to happy, energized, excited, connected, gratitude? How long did that take? Seconds. It took seconds. See, I learned that from my mother. I'm going to make it through. Trust me. I got this. So my mother was a nun. A lot of you know that. And by far the most inspirational person in my life. My favorite part of her story, though, is the fact that she's not a nun anymore. Thank God. And she stopped being a nun. For those of you who didn't laugh, nuns don't have sex, if you don't know that. It's okay. Good. I just sometimes have to tell you that. Okay, good. And she didn't stop being a nun because of me, which would have been a much better story. But her mission in life was always global peace and community, which is how do I change the world? And born in Cuba, before and after the Cuban Revolution, lived in Germany right after the Holocaust, was on Panama during the Panama Canal Crisis, was on the border of Haiti as a nun during all the guerrilla warfare, was in, was in uh, Las Vegas during the A-bomb testing. This was all before the age of 25. You can imagine how weird it was growing up with her, right? And her whole life was affected by war and revolution. Growing up thinking, you know what? It's okay for the vision of revolution and change that people die in the process. It's okay. Because you know what? The end justifies the means. Well, she watched a culturally Catholic country turn communist in months. And you know what she learned? That whatever you practiced along the way is what people practiced when they became in power. If you kill your way into power, the moment you're confronted with a problem, you pull out your gun and you shoot them. Somewhere I think it was written that the road to heaven needs to be heaven. And that got me thinking that the way that we do things, a lot of us are in the pursuit of betterment, the pursuit of success, the pursuit of growing our businesses, the pursuit of so many things. But sometimes we may lose sight of how we pursue things. How are we doing that? Who are we affecting? Did we step on people's toes? Did we step over people? How many people did we pick up in the process? Are we reflecting the end result as we're getting to the end result? Well, it's all fair in love and war, we say. Well, is it? How many bodies did I leave in the process? But I got there. All's fair in love and war. Yeah, I got there, but you were an asshole along the way. But now you're just an asshole with power. Those are questions to be asked. Questions to be thought about. Because when we think about the Amplify process, why we go through the process that we go through, I can teach you the skills. They're easy. Framing, message, tie down. Framing elicits the emotion, sets the frame in the context so you know how to listen to a message. Frames are constructs of reality. If I frame things right, you'll understand my message, and the tie-down says, this is what it means to you, I'll show it to you. I'll show you body language, what displays power. Lift your chin, chest up, feet out a little bit more. I can walk you through the pacing of the voice, the deeper of the voice. I can show you the technique. But if you have an empty soul, if you have an empty mission, if you have an empty 
heart? Why? Who are you affecting? And who, more importantly, are you fooling with that? And I'll tell you, in today's society, you will fool those on social media because they can't reach out and touch you. And you will build an empire of people that follow you, that don't know you. And you'll have followers. And you'll go home, and when you need to move, and when something goes down, no one will show up because you are still alone. So my goal, and my vision, and my hope, and my dream is maybe, what if, maybe we can do both, because i got to figure out both. Because here I am, the self-righteous dickhead that says, well, social media is this and it creates that, because we want to be real. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to say, well, what if we could do both? What if we could do both? And so part of me is saying, here's what I've learned on the journey. And part of me is saying, I want to invite you to share with me what you've learned on the journey. You guys willing to do that? Show me hands, if you will. So let's take that on to say, what if we all said, what if we could combine all of that? And we say, you know what? We could be good people, create strong relationships, and leverage the technology to increase our relationships. Because when we talked about 50 years ago, that promise of employment was, I'll hire you forever. Now we're like, that's not the same thing. And what happened was, we hired forever, we died close to where we worked. If I went to work, what's your name? Christy. Christy. If I went worked for Christy, she was my boss. She got mad, I knew what she looked like. When she got mad, I saw it in her face. I could probably just see it in the tone and the pacing of her words, because I saw her every day. I saw her at the grocery store. I was going to say, probably went to the same barber, but probably not. <laughs> but, you know what? What's your name? Devin. Devin. Let's say I worked with Devin, and he was my manager. And Devin probably and I went to the same grocery store. He might even coach my kids in baseball. So I'm at church. And so this community, growing up at the same grocery stores and the same churches and the same everything, and we died all together, those days are gone because we've advanced in technology, we've advanced in transportation, and we've advanced in digital communications. And that allowed us to willingly move apart. And while we willingly moved further and further apart, we thrusted ourselves together, meshing cultures, integrating nationalities, pulling things together that people that think they know each other, and that's the scary part, but we actually don't know each other. How many of you have managers, or let's just say regional managers? Show me hands. Okay. How many of you see your regional manager once a month? Look around. So now, here's the reality. See, that feeling you have right now is called a gap. You're making assumptions. You're wondering what happened. Where'd he go? 
Did he forget what he was going to say? <laughs> Your brain does not like that gap. Your brain does not like not knowing what's next. And when it doesn't like it, it has one of two options. It either seeks it out through social chat and gossip. Hey, what happened? Here's what's going on. And if there's no one around, what's the other thing your brain does? It invents it through assumption. That is what we call the gap. And what I call the narrative gap in leadership. There is a monstrous gap between you and your people. There's a monstrous gap in today's society. And so if I were to name this event, this is about bridging the gap. Bridging the gap between who I am, what you do, and what I believe. There are people in here that you're going to have on stage, we're going to have on stage here, that I have never met in person. And when I meet them, it's as if I don't know that I didn't meet them. I remember the first time I met Brian Covey. Signed up for Amplified almost three years, right before the, is Brian in here? Where's Brian? Right in the back. Remember our conversation? So I signed up almost two years ago. And we're going to have this conversation up here. And COVID happened, <clears throat> couldn't travel, family stuff, everything. Two, almost two years plus later, shows up. We have our Amplified. We go to dinner one night. I'm like, man, it's so good to see you again, I said. And he's like, yeah, man, it's so good to see you again. And we both looked at each other and go, is this the first time? We had to spend two days together. He goes, it can't be. I'm like, no, I, we met. We're, we met at that one. And we both, we spent a half an hour trying to figure out where we had physically met in person. And guess what? We hadn't. It was the first time we had met in person. And you know what that means? Brian filled the gap. He had used technology. He had used social media. He had used phone calls, text messages. He had used video. He had used every single means of communication to bridge the gap between what, who he was and what he believed. So much to the point that I thought I knew him. And here's what I want to warn you about today. This isn't just about social media. If you think about social media first and only, that means all you have is a hammer and everything looks like a nail. Don't do that today. Social media is a very important part of it. But there are other things that you got to do. It doesn't, you got to pick up the phone. You got to send text messages. You have to do other things. Get into the articles, write the papers, do the videos, make the trips. There are other things that have to happen to be able to fill this narrative gap. And so let's compare this to what today is also about. Because when we're talking about what this means in Amplify, we have to look at the Amplify formula. We remember frame, message, tie down. Now, how many people have not heard that concept, frame, message, tie down? Show me hands. Beautiful. So we're going to sort of do a revisit because today is designed not as a bunch of disparate speakers. We got some really amazing speakers. I mean, incredible speakers today. But all of them are here to bring forward the idea of story, the idea of brand, 
the idea of how does this apply to social media, all of them pushing forward one idea. So today is something that we do want you to stay a part of all day long so you can experience that. So let's go through the process. So remember, the f if you think about your communication, there's this timeline, okay? Where we have, let's pretend that here is the past, and we have over here is the now. And over here, we have the future. And this little timeline of communication, the biggest mistake that we all make, is we start in the here and now. We speak from the here and now. Somebody says, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Orange. What's your favorite color? You. Black? Blue. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is pink because I want to make sure everybody can see me. Pink so everybody can see me, right? And so we answer this from the here and now. But the here and now, here's what I want to talk to you about. It's not just about the here and now. The here and now is also reality. And you've got to follow me on this, okay? The here and now is reality. So how is reality constructed? Because all of you are trying to get people to focus on a reality of some sort. The reality that maybe your value proposition is better than the competition. Maybe the reality that interest rates really just don't matter. That the reality is that you know, my company and what I do is more important to work here versus is it over there. Reality is what we're trying to get people to understand. And when you get into the world and the concept of understanding reality, you realize that our ability to influence is about influencing reality. Allow yourself to kind of shift towards that thinking for a minute. So then the question is, is what is reality made of? And how do we construct reality? Well, that's where we get into well, the concept of framing. So frames construct reality. What do I mean by that? Same example I always give. If I give you a profession, what word comes to mind? Used car salesman, say them loud. Usually get sleazy, dirtbag, liar, generous, right? So now, or not generous, the other, the other, cheater. <laughs> so now we have this here. Now all I said was a, was a profession, and most of us go back to our past over here. We pull up a frame of reference of a negative experience, maybe something we saw in the media, something we experienced, and we take that frame of reference and we wrap it around what I just heard in the here and now to construct this person in front of me to say, hey, I'm a used car salesman. You can trust me. <laughs> and we don't. And so then we think about, okay, so the frames of reference are what construct reality here and now. So if I want to shift someone's reality, what do I have to shift? Someone's frame of reference. And so the world of influence is about managing and helping people see things through a different lens. It's the frame. That's why we have the augmented reality. That's the metaphor where you're looking at something and your phone is the different lens. And you look at that photo and you put the phone in front with the app and that photo comes to life. Now we're doing that with technology. All of you have the power to do that with story. You all can change reality with story. My grandfather was in Cuba and was in Cuba with my mother, her sister, my grandmother. This was right before the Cuban Revolution. And he saw the revolution was on the way, so he made a phone call and wrote, excuse me, wrote a letter to the President of the United States at the time. And somehow that letter made it to the right person, 
and said, if you can get me out of this country, I will come and fight for yours. And somehow that letter made it to the right person. They pulled my grandfather and family out, and he served in the American Armed Forces for eight years. And as he did that, after he was done, landed in Homestead, Florida. Homestead, Florida, his American dream. Now, in the 60s, if you've ever been in Homestead, Florida, there isn't much there except for Patrick Air Force Base. In fact, there's nothing there. So his ability to earn money in his American dream was limited to how far he could walk. But there was somebody who believed in my grandfather, somebody that saw what he did for this country and got him into this older vehicle. And that older vehicle allowed him to stretch his reach by 25, 50, sometimes even 100 miles to find better employment. And that person who believed in my grandfather was a used car salesman. So now, what happened? I didn't hear any negative comments. And the reason I didn't is because you didn't have to search your brain to find a frame. The only reason you said negative comments is because I didn't provide a frame for you. And when there's no frame of reference provided, your brain goes, what's this in front of me? A person, used car salesman, hold on, oh, you didn't frame it? Perfect, let me look at my files. Goes back, sleaze bag, dirt bag, everything, got one, boom, now we understand, dirt bag. But if I, you do the work for me, the brain of the listener doesn't have to do that work. It goes, oh, wow, that person must be awesome. Help the vet, help somebody to serve this country. Must be a really cool person. That's the process. So when we think about this gap of assumption, it's no different than the narrative gap. It's a frame gap. When we don't have that connection, we start inventing things. And that's where risk, the risk happens. And so think about that process and how many of us here, when you say, hi, I'm in the mortgage industry, what words come to mind? Hey, I'm in real estate. What words come to mind? Hey, I'm a coach. What words come to mind? Hey, I'm in the greatest jujitsu player in the world. What words come to mind? Hey, I just graduated from USC in real estate finance. What does that mean? Hey, I just sold my business. I'm an orthodontist. What does that mean? Hey, I run yoga retreats all over the world with life experiences. What does that mean? What, what things come to mind? All of those trigger things. But if you think differently and say, what do I want people to feel when that comes up? That can trigger the concept of framing and what stories. Thank you for sharing this time with us. If the experience resonated with you, follow us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or AmplifyMyLife.com. Share it with anyone else who's ready to amplify their lives. And remember to let our hearts speak in sequence. For more from Renee Rodriguez, visit meetrene.com.